Welcome back to Becky All Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Strowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you as we look ahead to Week 10 of the National Football League. And some of us wanted to uh, start our conversation with the Jets and the Raiders. Uh, New York Ew. two and a half point favorites currently on BetMGM. Yeah, see, so, someone wanted to start with that, but we aren't. Uh, I'm going to call an audible here. Instead, start with the 49ers and the Jaguars. Uh, Jacksonville at home, but they are two and a half point dogs with a total of 45. Both the 49ers and Jaguars are coming off buys. And it's something where, and, and this is something that I've mentioned on, on Twitter, Joe, but to me, I will be really curious about these midseason acquisitions by teams that do get a buy, like, for instance, the Lions with Donovan Peoples-Jones and then the 49ers uh, boosting the pass rush, uh, getting Chase Young. I will be curious how these guys uh, sort of come into the fold, and I think having that extra week should help them significantly. So to me, with the 49ers, I think that defense could be even better because they've had that extra week to bring in the new guy. Yeah, uh, Chase Young, of course, the big addition there. Jacksonville, it's a home dog. Should Jacksonville be a two and a half point home dog? The way that the Niners have been trending, are the you know going going back to self evaluation? You would assume with uh, Shanahan and company, are they going to be able to figure out all of their issues? Is the quarterback going to be right? Right, like that. That's what it clearly looked like. The concussion, and he, we were shocked that he made his return and maybe it was a little bit too early. I don't know, but he gets that extra week uh, to prepare for this game. Have, has, have the Jaguars been tested in a while? Like since that Houston lost in week three, they've been tested. Hmm. It hasn't felt like it all that much. I mean, there are a couple of one score games. The London game was a one score game against Buffalo. It was a one score game against New Orleans. They beat them by a touchdown. They're, when we last saw them, they beat Pittsburgh by ten. But it's been quite it's been quite some time since we've seen that. Good defense or not, like they've I mean, they faced New Orleans, like we mentioned a couple weeks ago, and they, they were able to uh knock them out in Thursday night football and Trevor Lawrence wasn't even close to a hundred percent. So what version of Trevor Lawrence are we gonna see? When we saw him against the Steelers, he looked pretty darn good. I mean, my first thought is is Jacksonville in this one. How about you guys? But, but the competition, yeah. though, that's not the issue with Jacksonville. It's more mm-hmm. the traveling that they had to do with two games in London and then having the, the short week to play a lot. on the road in New Orleans. Like, that, to me, is what's been the impressive part with the Jags. Mm-hmm. The one thing is the Jags have been, you know, winning and the Niners have not. Is this, like, a bad spot for the Jags, you know, coming off a bye – Maybe they had some momentum, and the Niners are in a desperate situation where they need to start racking up some wins. Man, I would be here for the Niners losing four in a row. That would be phenomenal. <laughs> I know. Paul would be in his element, though. So <laughs> I'll say this. I mean, this is this is all my priors at risk this week. Like Seahawks, NFC West, Everything. like Jaguars. Jaguars are actually a competitor. I will say this. I was wrong about everything this weekend. So I am very trepidatious about like being on the Jags. I have seen some threes pop and look at plus three that's Jaguars. Definitely. I'll be placing a better plus three. I do think the, and Shanahan has been scheming around it with these quick throws over the middle and Debo will be back. Maybe 
or but Trent Williams is back at least. But on the other side of that offensive line is going to be a problem for the rest of the season. And here comes Josh Allen, who is one sack back of the league lead. And mm-hmm. he's very much mm-hmm. up there in pressures as well. I think he, and we said it mm-hmm. against Pittsburgh, I think he's very much going to be a problem in this game for that San Francisco offensive line. And yes, can Shanahan scheme around that with extra time off? Sure. But I think that's going to be a little bit of a problem. And I think, Ed, I think you've been a little bit more down on the Jaguars offensive line. And look, they could definitely have their issues against Chase Young and Nick Bosa. But this could be, maybe it's a low scoring game. Maybe that's the way to another look in this game with all that pass rush pressure. Yeah, total of 45 is intriguing to me because there are still questions with Brock Purdy. There are questions with this Jaguars offensive line. I think we're starting to come around to the Jaguars defense with Josh Allen leading the way going, you know what? Actually, they're schemed fairly well. Maybe the individual talent, especially in the secondary, isn't fabulous, but they're coached really well. And at the end of the day, that sometimes is all that matters. Like it's a weak link system and maybe there just aren't any. And there you go. It's a good secondary uh, de facto. But I look at this and go, why don't we just assume it's a lower scoring game with a total of 45, which seems awfully high. Yeah, the two and a half is fine. That might be sharp. But why not just go ahead and hammer the under here? Yeah, I mean, the strength of the Jaguars, is it not their defense? Are we, we're willing to say that, right? I mean, I am, mm-hmm. based on what I've seen, yeah. that that's the biggest strength of, of this team. And, and okay, Cincinnati last week, it was a tough, de- tough defense that the Niners played. They only put up 17 points. A few weeks before that, they played Cleveland, tough matchup. They only put up 17 points. It's like, is it more the Dallas team, or is it more of what we've seen over the last few weeks? Uh, on the road, they're a different team, too. <sighs> man and paul you mentioned you're wrong about everything well guess what it was another favorites week it was 10 and they were 10 and 2 straight up eight and four against the spread uh, we talked to a lot of people on the show last week that were like this week is tough this week is tough they were right it was tough i mean there were some games mm-hmm. like there was no one thing to point to aside from the favorites doing well there were some games where you know the market was right with the movement and there were other games where the market was wrong with a lot of the movement that we saw it was kind of all over the place Man, I wonder how I those the... uh, money line favorite parlays that people love to do how they do. like like who <laughs> yeah, lost that would have that would have screwed you like I can't imagine people were throwing the Patriots in there even though I know there was a lot of sharp money behind the Patriots and I was on the Patriots inside of a field goal and that again I picked the wrong short favorites and then the wrong yeah dog. it was just like I picked the wrong piece of everything so. Yeah, I I know, I know. That that's what I was, did mm-hmm. like in a lot of contests. Like I talked about Washington on the show that the idea of betting the Patriots laying more than a field goal because the Commanders got rid of their two best defensive players when their defense sucks was just backwards to me. Right. That yeah. one worked out, but like there were a lot of other things that did not work out. Like these <laughs> these rookie these young quarterbacks Oh, my God. They were worse than I would have ever imagined between Toon and Rippin. And you know what? Heineke was bad yesterday. Everybody's been waiting for the Heineke moment. He gets a start, and he was god-awful. Mac Jones continued to be terrible. Um, Aiden O'Connell, they won, but he wasn't that great. And Bryce Young, my goodness. How's that trade looking up? Ugh. Looking right now, they move up to one to Horrible. take Bryce Young. They pass on Stroud, and now they're getting this awful record, and they're not even going to get the pick out of it. Bad. Can you fire the owner? How much? Like, 
That's the guy that was kind of the table for Bryce Young. Like that has got to be brutal in that room and in that building. That's got to be so bad. Mm -hmm. Aaron, can, uh, can a fan base fire the owner? Is, is that a doable? (laughs) (laughs) It takes a long time, but it can be done. Right. (laughs) A lot of writing to your congressman to, to make that happen. That's for, for darn sure. I, you know, I I think, though, when it comes to bad quarterback play, you know, a lot of it coming from younger guys, I, I th- you know, what was it? Like, it was like 10 years ago or something like that, where Baylor, when they were, you know, going crazy and vying for the Big 12 before, you know, we realized how they were doing it with some uh, not so upstanding players. The, the whole thing about Baylor was that they had quarterbacks who were great in terms of running college systems, but then you put them in an NFL setting and they can't even recognize who the middle linebacker is. And any quarterback has to be able to do that first and foremost before they can figure out what the defense is going to do. So is this a situation where you have to blame the parents or more accurately blame colleges because they're trying to run college systems, but they're not really prepping quarterbacks for how to handle the NFL, which is a completely different sport. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, we talk about, was that a shot RG3 or Bryce Petty? Or who are we going after that? (laughs) Okay. I'll, I'll have my shots for RG3, Joe. Don't you worry that they will come soon enough, but this was a Bryce Petty uh, slap to the face. You know, we're we're looking for reasons why <laughs> the unders are just keep hitting at such a high rate. I mean, look at the names we're talking about, guys. It's gonna be a surprise that these under that these teams can't score. Look at these quarterbacks mm-hmm. that we're talking about. It's just so terrible. My God, we watched a thing named Clayton Tune, and I heard people kind of talk him up. Uh, Tyson Badgett wasn't even that bad yesterday. Wasn't even that bad, but he ends up with three interceptions on the day. Like, okay, you found Komet early in the game. Uh, you're still terrible. New Orleans doesn't cover the spread, by the way, and they win the turnover margin 5-0. It's like, how do you not? How does how does that happen? This league is so weird. So there's no reason to, to beat yourself up over anything. But, God, like Brett Rippon, he was – man, what are the – are the Giants really going to move forward Tommy DeVito? Like, is this what's going to – we're going to have to watch this every week? They're going to have to make numbers on it? Like, what do you do? Daniel Jones going to be out mm-hmm. for the year now. Yeah, paint of 15 so and a half is what they did. I the see that. Like, I'll take Dallas. Higher than I'll take Dallas. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. how's, that, uh, how's that Giants making the playoffs ticket looking, Joe? Hey, how how's Burrow no chance at MVP looking? I mean, the, the NFL it makes us all look stupid from time to time. It does do that. It does do that. What, right, what else do you know point. about the Going back to the Aaron. Niners. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So we talk a lot about what Trent Williams means to this team. When we talk about bad quarterback play, and you do need to have a good left tackle, he left early in that first quarter against the Browns, and they've taken L's ever since. So if he's back and somewhat healthy, maybe this is a nice little bounce back spot for the Niners because they were rolling before that happened. At least we got that game this week because the rest. That's it. (laughs) <laughs> Lions, Lions Chargers will be fun, potentially fun. The Lions but stuff. let me. Uh, oh yeah, 
<laughs> there we go. <laughs> Didn't you miss that this week? We missed the Lions. I kind of did, actually. Yeah, all right. <laughs> of course we did. If I can throw fun. I... Let me let me throw out a handful of games to you. See if any any of them you want to choose your own adventure on any of them. We got okay. Titans is a one point dog. After we saw Will Levis on the road, Titans a one point dog going to the Bucks and that pass defense that stinks that we saw yesterday. Oh, can he do anything man. there? Total, by the way, thirty eight and a half. That's interesting. The Browns are now up to six-point road dogs against the Ravens. Saints are laying two and a half on the road to anyone, but this is the Josh Dobbs Vikings up in Minnesota. Texans are a seven-point dog against the Bengal on the road at the Bengals. Um, that's I mean, and then Lions Chargers could be interesting and fun. One of the higher totals on the board at forty and a half. Lions one and a half road favorites at the Chargers. That could I guess change after tonight. Oh man! Can I mention the Seattle game? Six sure. and a half. Six and a half. That's... Hmm. Oh yeah. boy, hmm. that's tough yeah. to stomach. Like, I'm fine betting on yeah. Seattle. Going matchup for Geno, awful secondary. But but look, the Commanders can move the ball, and we saw them do it that against a very quality defense in New England yesterday. And I know big home field advantage for Seattle. That just seems like so much. I get the idea of a bounce back, and they'll look better. Yeah, sure. But that's a lot of points. I agree, especially what the travel Washington has to do. And we all know about the 12th man. It's still a lot of points for a very inconsistent Seattle team. Mm -hmm. I need more time to digest this one. But, yeah, I'm with you. Like, why? I wouldn't be comfortable laying six and a half with the Seahawks this morning. Paul, the Tampa Bay-Tennessee one you mentioned, it – it makes me mm-hmm. think of the matchup yesterday. So what do the Titans typically want to do? They want to run the ball. They want to lean on Henry, especially right. with the young quarterback. Can you do that in a matchup with the Bucks? It feels like it's going to have to be the Will Levis show, right? Yeah, that's, has to be. But Love he's got an guy. arm. We uh, but know I like he has that. an arm. I like yeah, that. Yeah, like, is what I'm saying. G- give me yeah. the over DeAndre Hopkins props. Like, he will, he will be a thing flip. again. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, going back to Commander Seahawks, though, uh, the fact that Sam Howell got sacked just three times, doesn't that seem like a victory? Like, we're finally seeing the Sam Howell we believed in this whole time, and he only got three times. Like, somehow that is improvement, and that matters here. Other thing, too, is that Mac Jones was throwing into tight windows at roughly a 30% clip against this bad Washington defense. Like, Mm. I'm curious when we're evaluating the commanders going forward, if you don't like the quarterback they're going up against, maybe the commanders will be just fine. So what do you think of Geno Smith? Is he formidable? Then yes, you probably need to lay the points. But if you think Geno Smith is falling down to reality, is there a way the commanders win this game outright? Mm Mm-hmm. So. I hope not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we continue our Week 10 preview, and I'll force some Alabama Roll Tide Roll conversation, and that's coming up right here on the BetQL Network.
by BetMGM with Joe Ostrowski, Ed Egros, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Ed Egros, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. And guys, this was supposed to be a down year for Alabama. The dynasty was supposed to be over. Nick Saban was supposed to be washed. Look at what they did against LSU, knocking them off 42 to 28. And it's not just any LSU team. You're talking about perhaps the best offense in college football and stymieing them in the second half. Now, granted, Jaden Daniels didn't play for a good chunk of the fourth quarter. Hopefully, he will be okay going forward. Uh, But still, though, what Alabama's defense did to stymie them is nothing short of spectacular, especially in today's age of college football. Jalen Milrow, uh, you know, coming out like gangbusters the way he did, that was truly spectacular. And right now, Alabama is 7-1 at BetMGM to win the national championship. Joe, do you find some value there? Hmm. Kentucky, Chattanooga, Auburn. They're going to run this table here. And they're going to go 9-10, 11-1. And then to win the SEC, they're plus 165. Eight to one on the outside looking in. When I consider, is there value there? Okay, what's their path to get into the playoff? Then, once you get there, what are you going to do? Does this mean the loser of the Big Ten championship game is out? If we're going to put Bama in, that's what we're saying. Unlike last year when both ended up making it. Um, at the moment, the, the way I look at it is if it's a close game and if it's a close game, winners winner goes undefeated. Close game, the loser, it's their one loss. I would still put both Big Ten teams in. You mean the loser of Michigan, Ohio State, not Correct. the Big Ten championship, right? Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I just want to make sure. Yeah. I think it's incredible the coaching job that Nick Saban has done since that Texas loss. He got his team Mm -hmm. to buy in, turn things around. We talked about, you know, how they didn't have a ton of talent. And now look, here they are. I uh, was, you know, talking about backing LSU in this (laughs) game. And that was terrible. They got their butts kicked. Uh, You know, we, we also, I mean, we LSU has always been a good defensive team and now their defense stinks. I mean, they've, they've got to well, address that now because I think it's, they're just too one-sided. Uh, let me say same number at BetMGM at seven to one mm-hmm. Bama and Ohio state, Ohio state's in right now. Bama is not. Uh, well, maybe that mm-hmm. conversation changes tomorrow. Which would you rather bet to win the title, Ohio state or Alabama? Alabama. I would bet Alabama. Alabama. It, it, yeah, I. It, it's this weird deal where I think the challenge for Bama is getting into the playoff. I think mm-hmm. it's a lesser challenge once they're in there because they're going to have the coaching advantage over everybody. And the way that Milrow has played, we're almost to the point where, okay, quarterback may not be as much of a discrepancy as previously thought. And the way this Alabama defense has looked as of late, the defense might have the advantage against any playoff team. The problem is with that one glaring loss early in the year, they can't lose in the SEC championship game and still make it in the playoff. 
I think that's going to be the, the biggest issue. Like, otherwise, you know, history is going to repeat itself. They're going to be, you know, number five or number six in the country, go back to the Sugar Bowl and pound anybody they play. But if they get to the playoff, then I think Alabama has a great opportunity. And so I, I think there's value just in that alone but they have to get there. I would certainly not recommend like Alabama to make the playoff or anything like that. I don't know if the value is there, but I think once they get to the playoff, I think they're very dangerous. Yeah. So the other path is Florida state. Are they going to lose to anybody? Miami, Mm -hmm. North Alabama and Florida at Florida. It doesn't seem like there's a L there for the Knowles. So, Miami's weird. That yeah, could happen. Very starts with their coach. Yes. <laughs> yeah, right. No, there's a there's a coaching advantage there. Yeah, for sure. But it's it, it would be weird, I think. But not not out of the qual. Like it's those kinds of things that happen in college football every year. We'll look back on it and go, eh, it happens. Is it like it's really hard are, to predict? You know, teams going undefeated. You know what I mean? Yes, yeah, exactly. Are are we willing to say that Pac-12, no. No. I can't do that. I can't do that. They're going to jump Alabama, like, and they're going to jump Ohio State, and it's going to be tough. It, the Florida State there. one is interesting because, like, you know, Florida is okay. They're not very good. Miami's okay. They're not very good. But at some point, and then, you know, you get to the ACC championship game, like, do they not stumble against somebody because college football? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. Oh, they could. I would think this weekend would be the one. Of the three regular mm-hmm. season games, th- this looks like this mm-hmm. would be the one. Yeah. <sighs> Something weird's going to happen. That I think ultimately well, that's what we're kind of banking on, Aaron. That, that like, what, who's the likeliest to get upset because – you know, running the table is not something you can just expect. This is, yeah. I'm going to be sad when this conversation's gone next year. Because this is tough. Yeah. I mean, a a year from tough. now, what is the conversation? I mean, all of these teams that mm-hmm. we're talking about, they're all in. So what's the cut line then? Like, next year, the cut line is going to be is it going to be Penn State or Notre Dame? You know, something like that. That's not mm-hmm. as exciting mm-hmm. as what we have right now. No. Not in the slightest. LSU. Is LSU still have a chance after what happened this weekend? That what will the conversation will be? Right. The twelve versus thirteen talk will be exciting. Yeah. Eh? It's like the, the sixty-eight versus sixty-nine seed conversations that we have. Yeah, I don't like that. And then the coach either. is crying no, afterwards. Fine. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. From a program you otherwise wouldn't care about. No kidding. Right. Uh, how about we uh, pivot back to uh, week 10 of the NFL? Because definitely this is a case where if we're, take, if we're taking a big picture look at what to expect for this weekend, we have not so great teams as favorites. And yeah. that makes me nervous betting on said sides, but they are favorites for a reason, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it starts Thursday. Yippee. The Bears number moved by two full points in favor of the Bears. That's how bad Carolina was. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is. N- I don't know if it's going to be Bajan or Fields. We don't know yet. My assumption, short mm-hmm. week, it'll be Bajan. But 
Uh, we shall see. Maybe that's part of the move, that there's this thought process. Hey, Fields started throwing at the end of last week, so maybe he'll be uh, ready for a turnaround uh, on Thursday. Um, possibly. Pittsburgh laying more than a field goal against Green Bay. Yeah, Jordan Love looked better, but I don't know if you want to trust him yet. Um, you give Tomlin extra time to prepare in that one. Yeah, a lot of poor teams favored. Uh, Atlanta minus two and a half at Arizona. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> so we're that far on the Falcons? Like, you're down there? You're down there with Arizona where you're not even favored by a field goal over them. That's how bad the mm-hmm. Falcons are right now? Yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah. Okay. Pretty brutal. All right. Yeah. If if it, if it's but is this a Kyler Murray number? That's my question. Is it a Kyler Murray James Conner number? Oh boy. That's a good question. It, yeah, everyone I, says this is the week, right? That he returns. Falcons I don't think like, would the you... Falcons be favored if Kyler and Connor are playing? Because I don't know that they should. But there's part of me that's like, do the Cardinals even want to win? Like, no, but I have a thing that right. Is this just Falcons money line? Because like the Cardinals are not trying to win. But if you're not trying to win, why are you playing Kyler anyway? (laughs) Did you guys see? Well, that's just it is like, there's that disconnect between like the front office, not wanting to win and coaches and players wanting to win because of personal individual incentives. And that disconnect, as long as contracts are there, will continue to exist. <laughs> and I, I look at this and go, the Cardinals, I don't see them going 1-16. in 16. And then who's that win going to come against? Like, I mean, I believe they have another game against the Rams, so that's possible. And there may be some other random backup schmuck quarterback that they go up against, okay. But this <laughs> is also a situation where Arthur Smith is losing the <laughs> locker room Maybe this is a time to back the Cardinals because at least there's some sanity there. I was waiting for that because I know you hate that man. <laughs> a lot of people do right now. I am not the Dude. only one in the BetQL network who He's has a problem with Arthur Smith. I'm not and, the only and, one. And that's certainly fair if you do. Uh, yeah, it, it, this is a Kyler number. I, I'm curious what ends up happening. There's this assumption, and I know this was the week that they were pointing to for a long, long time over the summer. They were pointing to week nine, week 10 range. Uh, but I don't know. I don't think they want them out there. So they might drag this out as long as possible. But Toon was so, is so terrible. I don't know if you can do that for a home game. Um, certainly seems like that. I'm also interested in these numbers after tonight. The, the Jets minus two against Vegas. What if the Jets win is went outright tonight. What is that number? Are we at a field goal? Are we somehow past the field goal? And then it, it flipped from the look ahead. It was Chargers favored at home against the Lions. Now it's the Lions favored against the Chargers. That number feels mighty short for the Lions off a of bye. Lions at home. Oh, no, that's – I'm sorry, that's Chargers. But you know what? There might be no more Lions fans anyways. <laughs> It does. That, that is. I don't have that much faith in the Chargers to oh. only be one and a half point dogs. It should be at least a field goal, right? You'd think. 
I would. Uh, As it gets cold, the, everyone's migrating to LA because, you know, Chargers fans don't exist. We're going to have to have that correct. home field advantage talk again on Football Friday. Correct. Oh, lovely. Yeah. I'll you come might. prepped with stats. Mm, what? Yeah, this is We had such I, an awesome also, week of games last week. And then this is I know. Trash. To be followed <laughs> up by this trash week, it's like we fell off a cliff. Yeah. I also love Dobbs. Like, why are they two and a half point underdogs hosting the Saints? Huh. Well, think- can you recreate that magic like they did lat- you know, on Sunday? Like, this is Maybe a way better defense they're going up against. A way better defense. Tyson so there Bajan is that. Like, had his way with that defense for a half. Yeah, he did what? Yes, he did. He absolutely did. They've been inconsistent. The Saints' defense. I, 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 I would back them in a spot like this. I, I'm just fine. And look, I. What is it? You can get plus money on the Vikings to make the playoffs. Like I would probably pounce on that right now, boys and girls. Because if they're able to make this work with Dobbs, then I think they could probably make it work in most situations. I'd probably back the Saints at minus two and a half at this point. But as far as other contests are concerned, yeah, Minnesota still has a wild card spot in their future. Yeah, they're still hanging on to that last wild card spot. Uh, Now, mm -hmm. what is it, a four-game winning streak without Justin Jefferson? Is that where we're at? Yeah. (laughs) It's ridiculous. It's and I will say he's been the problem this about, whole time. I'm trying to tell people. Something we can talk about more tomorrow. Eric Eager, friend of the show, friend of the network, threw this out there. If we're talking mm-hmm. about Vikings that make the playoffs, O'Connell is coach of the year. He's 25 to 1. Mm. I don't know if he can overtake McDaniel and um, Campbell. Probably not. Daniel Campbell. Campbell. Daniel Campbell and McDaniel. McDaniel I don't know if Campbell. he can overtake those guys. Right. Yeah. But, but I did say on like the show about how he was a quarterback and a quarterback's coach, and he did look like a genius for the Dob signing in. If he can get the most out of them, it lines up for like getting teams who weren't expected to be good, especially with Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson injured and out. Mm-hmm. You are doing more with less. There I also defense that was rebuilding. Season. I also don't think that people are going to view that last last spot, last playoff spot in the NFC as a major accomplishment. <laughs> it's it's looked at like it is such a drop off. Teams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's such, it's such like, a drop off from the rest of the conference and from the, what you see in the AFC. I, well, I, I think it's the, the front runner conversation. That's that ultimately is where this goes. Like you've got two guys who are beyond gregarious who you know, they're winning on politics alone, much less team records. Dobbs didn't get one rep in practice. Not this week. But yes, this week. But with this group of players. He's never Sideline snaps. Until on Side-line snaps. the field during the game yesterday. It's ridiculous. Didn't even know his offensive linemen. Didn't even know their nope. names. Amazing. This is Beckwell Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, our lightning bets, our favorite plays for tonight. That's right here on the BetQL Network.
by BetMGM with Joe Ostrowski, Ed Egros, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Ed Egros, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. We'll get to our lightning bets in just a bit, but first... I know I'm going to sound like a company man saying this, but I am very grateful to be a member of the BetQL family and a member of Odyssey and all that fun stuff. And one of the many, many reasons why I'm proud to be a part of this group is that I have management who has not asked me to change my name. I don't know how we got into this conversation during the break, but I was reminded of uh, a boss I had a long time ago. This was right as I was getting hired, like, the, the contract was right there and could have easily been pulled away. And like one of the last requests was, hey, by the way, can you change your name so we don't have to call you Egros on air? Like something that's a lot easier. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, I've been in the business long enough to where like, no, I'm not going to change my name. Uh, but also too, like, I don't think it's that difficult to pronounce that if you have a bunch of people who can't say it, then like, I don't think we're going to be ostracizing people or anything like that. Uh, so ultimately I said no, and somehow that was a courageous thing to do, uh, even though I may have lost the offer because of it. But uh, anybody ever ask you to change a Strowski? Uh, oh, in Chicago where it's half Polish? Absolutely not. It's, it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dan Patrick's name is not Dan Patrick. It's Daniel Patrick mm-hmm. Pugh. Um, there's a, there's a, that happens a lot, especially in radio. They go first name, middle name as the last name professionally. Mm-hmm. I think it's dumb. Mm-hmm. It's really stupid. Nobody's ever asked me. I did work with someone, though, that, that when he worked at a restaurant, he was a server. And his name was Sai, And it was maybe Sai's Crab House he worked at, like a steak and seafood place. And they did ask him to change his name because when he would go to the table and say, good evening, I'm sorry, I'm going to be your server tonight. They would think that he owns the place and they didn't want them. People think that he owned the place. So they, they they gave him a, an idea. Like, well, what do you want me to change my name to? He said, Sal. Change it to Sal. What? Sal? What? That's a terrible idea. Better call Sal. <laughs> Who would want to be called Sal? Sal. Sal for Sal. You're fired. <laughs> I think that's a oh, terrible man. idea. They think the owner of the restaurant is coming to wait on their table. <laughs> it's yeah, a great, like, right. that's great. Come on, guys. Yeah, yeah and if they didn't it trust him, why did they keep him on the payroll? You obviously don't trust him at all. Then why is he even an employee <laughs> we don't want there? To. That's yeah. yeah, that's crazy. Uh, I, if I owned the restaurant, I wouldn't want people thinking that he owned the place. I'll just say that. <laughs> but he so could make you, it a bit. You were on board. <laughs> it would be funny. It would be funny. It would but, also get annoying so, to answer that question. Oh, you're the owner? No. Every time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, you own the or place? Or he's the one always it's fielding funny. complaints. No. Let people think they're funny with that. Yeah with that joke but Aaron have you ever been asked Hawksworth uh Seems not normal. like a serious ask but more so like maybe drop suggestion 
last part and go with Hawk. The worth? Something like that. Something Aaron shorter. Hawk? Oh, like Tony? No one oh, ever pressured me to change it, but yeah, something shorter had one been syllable. kind of like thrown around, but nothing what like, is... you gotta do this or you're gonna lose your job or not get a contract. I, I mean, I had thought mm-hmm. about it, but mm-hmm. then it's kind of like, you feel a bit fraudulent, especially if you started off with your real last name and then all of a sudden yes. you don't have it. It's like, you just gotta commit. I'm already in. I know. Right. I see other people in the business that I knew before they changed. They went with the first in the middle. I'm like, dude, that's not your name. What are you doing? Just right. Yeah. Like your your parents Aren't are probably you... mad right now. Parents are mad. Also... You're embarrassing the family. Yeah. Get out. Yeah. Get out of here. Reducing the lowest mm-hmm. common denominator. <laughs> Paul, have you ever worked like, with someone who changed their name in TV? I'm sure you have. Probably. Can I think but you of didn't know right now off the top of my head. Like, I, it's not like, oh, this mm-hmm. person totally did. I'm sure countless. Well, I'm sure. Garfine isn't the middle name for, for Chuck. Pretty sure. I think Chuck Garfine's <laughs> Chuck Garfine. I saw I saw Chuck last weekend. Yes. He's giving me some uh, some uh, at a Halloween party. Yeah. What was he giving you? What were you gonna say? Uh, some trips, some trip tips for uh, some White Sox insights. No, some trip tips to uh, South Africa. We're looking at uh, like Cape Town area, and he did that this with guy. his wife. So he had, he's giving us the lowdown. There you go. Wow. Don't go to Namibia. Maybe you'll see my former au pair. <laughs> oh, which one? <laughs> The second one. Yeah, uh, well, I could go back to Columbia. <laughs> it was worse than the first. The first. The first. I guess that. Yeah. yeah. Right. We, we need names. <laughs> the we, one that crashed your addresses. car? Yes, the one that crashed my car. Jeez. R.I.P. <laughs> oh, my to God. Her, completely car. disregarding you the entire her. country. <laughs> you crashed my car. And now she's, Speaking uh... of cars, I had to bring mine to get fixed today. I got a huge crack across the windshield. How'd that happen? One time. Oh. Rock oh, hit no. it. I know. On the Did highway? Those people to... come up to you? You ran over the au pair and she hit the window? Oh, jeez. <laughs> no. I, I believe she's still alive. Well, now you have to change your name because the police are looking for you. <laughs> right. Like, well, I was throwing her off the roof of the house you. and she landed on my car. <laughs> what a oh, jerk no. she was for that. It is possible that sometimes I park in my driveway that my daughter threw something off the deck that landed on the windshield. But I do that remember heavy, a, there's a no way. big rock. Yeah, I know. I do remember a big She's rock. She's got a rocket arm. scared me. Hit my windshield a couple weeks ago. And then it's just slowly been growing across. Mm-hmm. It's like halfway across now. I'm like, dang it. I got to get this thing fixed. Yeah, before the winter? Yeah, you better. Yeah. Is this a war crime running over your au pair? Always oh, a car that issue. Never happened. Yeah. Car Matt, issue. the yeah. overpriced car wash. <laughs> Are you taking my car in this week too? <laughs> no. What's wrong with yours? The club car wash? Oh no, it's just like the uh, whatever. Take it in, oh. tune up, sort of deal. Oh, the every the whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, they, the they tell you yeah. every three months, or you could do it like once a year, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is the real. Right. Yeah. Right. Can't wait to drive somebody. To uh, Yay. 
my the back of my car was a little dusty and uh in one of the parking lots uh i had to be at last week uh someone decided to draw something unsightly on it so i had to get a car wash what, what is freaking beans i think we all know joe i think we all know <laughs> yeah why don't you get more specific joe like give us some details good grief. Uh... I'd love some details. I'd love to see the reaction of you walking up to the car and seeing that. There's probably security cam footage somewhere. Oh, me looking man. at that and getting so uh, more appalled than a librarian. So it wasn't the old yeah. "wash me." It was much more graphic. Oh, uh, it's it like wash this. More graphic, yes. Yeah, right. Yeah, suffice to say, it's uh, not for a general audience. (laughs) Anyway, Monday Night Football bets. bets. Tyler Conklin, over two and a half receptions. Short passing game for Zach Wilson. Not going to do much there. Uh, I also don't think he's going to throw an interception. Much as I uh, disparage this Chargers defense, uh, I think he's going to have a relatively conservative game, low-scoring affair in general. So I don't think he'll throw a pick, so that's at plus 120. Then in college basketball, I know I'm laying a price here, but Gonzaga to win the West Coast Conference tournament or West Coast Conference regular season at minus 140. I mean, Gonzaga does this every year. Minus 140, I think there's value there. And Texas Tech at 25 to 1 to win the Big 12. Why not? Let's let's get a, a great defense going there uh, with some real talent. I think Tech can win this thing, Joe. <laughs> Joe wants my Joe. <laughs> Like full windshield, a half, maybe just like where <laughs> the objects Did it rise in the mirror to the occasion. Yeah. Objects in mirror appear larger than yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. All right. I, I was, like the I, Jets. I was thinking the car wouldn't start after seeing that. That was on. Did you say the trunk or where was it? So I have a hatchback. So it was on the window of the back of the car boy is the disrespect the alarm didn't go off jesus nothing all right uh security didn't do anything about it nothing laughed at (laughs) me if you would have complained can i see your security video i want to know who did this (laughs) that would be hilarious um give me the jets plus three and a half i know everybody's on it uh, scares me a little bit. We're on the same page with Zach Wilson, not to throw a pick up plus money, but I also like Herbert plus money to throw an interception. He's got four in his last four games. So against that six secondary, I can see that happening. So Jets uh, on the spread and then Herbert to throw a pick, Zach Wilson not to throw a pick. Aaron? I also have a plus money banger. Over 31 and a half pass attempts for Zach Wilson. It's even money. Um, but yeah, he's gone over that four times already this season. So I think he, you know, I'm on the jet side. I think he's going to have a good game. The yardage scares me a little. I think there's more value on the, um, pass attempts over 31 and a half even money. So that'll be my bet. Already bet the jets last week on the spread. I am also on the jets and the way this weekend went is going to be terrible. So good luck to us all. I'm also going to stick with the Brees Hall receiving yards. I mentioned earlier in the show, but uh, the jets fifth, 
allow the fifth most receiving yards to running backs. So I will uh, go 40 plus receiving yards for uh, Hall at plus 265. And then NAU plus 26 and a half against wow, the uh, Chance, UConn. There you we heard go. Jimmy talk about a lot of new pieces, a lot of new pieces for the Huskies, mm-hmm. and also NAU weird market discrepancy. They are even money to win the Big Sky at BetMGM. There's a 13 to one out yeah. there, so I don't know if it's a bad number at BetMGM, but interesting if you want to dive into the Big Sky a little bit. <laughs> Nice. Thanks for watching and listening to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. <laughs> for those listening, next up is Jim Rome. For those watching on Twitch and YouTube, stay tuned for the Daily Tip. Watch your cars, everybody.